1: We're not doctors, and we don't play them on the internet. Now, let's get ready to chew the fat.
0: Mmm, bacon.
1: All right, welcome back to the Tactical Kitchen Show. I'm your host, Michael Buffer. No, you're not. (laughs) (laughs) No, not quite.
0: Not quite. You're not even his brother. No. Uh, we talked about that before. We
1: did talk about Michael Buffer and his brother and his funny story. It's a really funny story if you didn't hear it. So, I you can't know.
0: even remember what podcast episode that was on. So, just go binge wa- binge watch. Don't watch them, you can't. Go binge listen to all of them. All of them.
1: They're on the interwebs. They're out there.
0: <laughs> no, so this is episode 56. Mhm. 56. I'll say it again. It's 56.
1: Yeah. We're, we're actually like- doing stuff.
0: I feel like we've been doing this for a little while.
1: I know. And we're still not good at it.
0: No. <laughs> oh, that's probably true. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, we're, we really enjoy doing it. So uh, 56, I mean, When we get to 100, maybe we'll celebrate.
0: Look, I do enjoy it because you know that I love to talk. So this is just like an opportunity to turn on a microphone mm-hmm. and for me to talk. That's like heaven for me.
1: Mm-hmm. And the best thing is nobody can interrupt you. You can. I, I, I can try, but for for the most part, nobody can interrupt you.
0: That's true. I can say whatever I want.
1: Okay. So, uh, what are we talking about today?
0: Okay. So, what I thought, because it affects me, and we always talk about <laughs> things that affect me. It's personally, all about me. I thought we would talk about it's hot. It's summertime. In most places, probably most of you that listen to us, you're in you're in summertime. And it's, it's warm.
1: Mm-hmm. It's warm out there.
0: And so I thought we would really talk about electrolytes again and the, the need for those, especially when you go keto and carnivore, mm-hmm. because it's real important to me.
1: Well, it's, <laughs> and it's different for, for anybody that, uh, like me, was an athlete uh, you know, for, for years, uh, never worried about sodium intake. Like never even thought about it. I just did things. And, and my diet was completely different. So, when you switch from that higher carbohydrate diet and you take in, you know, uh, those higher carbohydrates, poor carbohydrates, also are accompanied by a lot of sodium. Poor a lot sodium. Of crappy sodium. Poor sodium, but sodium nonetheless. So, when you cut all that out and, and you change how your, your body's systems work, you got to change how much sodium you take in.
0: Yeah. And like, for instance, this morning we went for a run. We got new shoes.
1: <laughs> so, so I was really fast.
0: <laughs> I thought I would be really fast. I don't know. Do you guys ever have that happen out there like you get a new pair of running shoes and you're like, I'm going to be so fast now?
1: I don't care who you are. And when you were a kid and you got those brand new pair of shoes, the first thing you did was go outside and just run as fast as you could.
0: And you're like, these shoes made me like
1: they made me I'm so much flash. faster. Yeah, like Flash. Exactly.
0: Uh <laughs> no, I won't that's even do the, it.
1: That's the wrong Flash That's Flash Gordon oh. We're talking about Flash
0: He didn't have a song DC
1: Comics Flash
0: yeah.
1: he, man, he probably does have a well, song Well, Flash Gordon
0: is. was also fast, obviously He was a football player He was a football
1: player Without,
0: yeah. And there's a big there's a big conversation, apparently, in the comic world And in that movie world We watched the documentary on Flash yep. Gordon And, like, what is he a superhero? Or is he not? Because he's just a football player.
1: Right. And you get into that hole. he doesn't have powers, so he can't be a superhero. But Batman doesn't have powers, and he's a superhero. So and, anyway, anyway. And if they
0: got new shoes, we know they're fast. Yeah. Yeah. So, if they have
1: new shoes, they're fast. Maybe that's so, what it yeah. was. Flash just always had new shoes. That's maybe. what it was. Okay. I don't know. Or maybe he took them on just a sodium. Always,
0: I just always liked the movie because Melody Anderson had the first name Melody, and I was like, she's like one of the only people I know with my name. Mm.
1: And it circles all around back to you.
0: It does. It always <laughs> does. So we got new shoes, yes. And um, then we went on our run this morning and it was 72% humidity. Mm. Yes. And it was 82 degrees, but I always like it when it says, but it feels like 87. So it feels hotter. Yeah. And I, I, you know, you go out there and you, you sweat so much just ridiculous amounts.
1: Well, you know, to back up, June was really hot here. It was, you know, up over a hundred degrees. It was, you know, we got that, it feels like it's 107. It feels like it's 110 and we like to work out outside. Well, you know, May wasn't that bad. It was, mm-hmm. it was pretty nice. So we, we went from- We had a week
0: in May where it was like in the seventies. Yeah, it, it was amazing.
1: It was beautiful. And then like somebody turned the heat up in June and And so uh, we crossed into that where it wasn't too hot and it got really hot. And I think, and the reason we're talking about this is because I fell behind in my sodium intake. I did not anticipate how much the heat
0: would take it out of me. I also fell behind in my sodium intake. And again, let's circle back all around to my stuff where I had insomnia and all these different things going on. And I've gone back and really like... I've been detective in my own health journey here and kind of figured out wow when all this started happening I wasn't I was not consistent in taking in my electrolytes mm-hmm. whether that was some salt when I needed to or even an electrolyte replacement drink which what we want to talk about today is how do you know when to do which of these things because that's what happens to people they start keto they don't know how much salt to take. They don't know when to take it. Mm-hmm. And do they take an electrolyte drink? And will that, you know, can they call it good with that? So this gets to be a really tricky, sticky situation for people yep. because it's so self-experimental. You have to listen to your body.
1: Yeah. And there's people out there that'll do, you know, keto, ketovore, carnivore, or whatever, uh, you know, a specific uh, type of way you're eating and they're all different. Some of them do it, and they're not exercising. They're just, you know, they they they're doing this way of eating, and they're going to work every day, and they have their normal work day, and they come home, and and really that's it. They're not exercising. And then there's other ones that are trying to be, they're trying to be elite athletes. And they're trying
0: to be fast because they got new shoes.
1: Trying to be fast because they got new shoes, right? Um, so the difference between how much sodium on those two, you know, uh, scales of who you are is is very different. And again, a lot of it goes back to, uh, you know, listen to your body, how do you feel, um, and those things. But if you're, if we're gonna talk about if you're an athlete and you're out there pushing yourself and sweating a whole lot.
0: Right. So if you're sedentary and you're not really getting out there and working out a whole lot, you might be fine with just salting your food to taste. Mm-hmm. That might be all that you need is just salt your food to taste. And if you don't have any leg cramps or, anything like that when you start keto or if you're not getting a lot of water retention or heart like flutters or palpitations uh, or what we might call tachycardia, then you're probably good. But if you are working out like we do outside or even in a gym and you're sweating a lot, this is where you're going to have to start playing with it. Yes. And, you know, we can tell you what we do and it might not be exactly what you need to do, but maybe it's a good start.
1: So uh, we have our little biomarkers, our personal things that we pay attention to, to see if we're low on any of our electrolytes. And again, it's mainly sodium is the big one. For me, I just, I make a, uh, you know, I make a muscle, I make a bicep, I curl it.
0: He's in there doing the Hulk.
1: And I hold it really hard. And if I can hold that bicep curl really hard uh, and I don't get a cramp, then my electrolytes are in balance.
0: What about other biomarkers, like your sleep or lethargy? Let's talk about some of those, too, because I do the same thing with, like, with the muscle, but I do it with my calf. I'll, I'll point my toes real hard and, and like flex my calf, and if it cramps up, then that really, I kind of know, magnesium mm-hmm. and maybe some salt. Yep. That's usually my magnesium detector more than my sodium detector.
1: And, but, and, and, you have to, and you figure out what it is for you, you know, uh, what what you think you're behind in. Um, for me, it's usually uh, if you're outside for hours on end, like a couple weeks ago when we were building the cover for our RV, my dad and I were out 10, 12 hours outside working and you could not, you could not keep up with your salt because you're working and you could not drink enough water because you're outside working. It was really hard. And I'll tell you, I got, I got smoked.
0: Yeah. Because you're sweating so much, and you're trying to put in the water, and yeah, you just can't keep up fast enough. You you, need a salt lick out there.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you need somebody just running up to you like a little uh, assistant and go, here's your salt. Here's your water. Drink it. Okay, great. I'll be back in an hour.
0: Okay, so let's talk about real quick why you need the salt with the water. Because a lot of people are like, why do we have to put, why do we need that? Why do we need to exogenously add salt Mm -hmm. well the reason if you look at it let's look like let's peel back all the crap and let's look at ancestral people did they have to do this probably no because what they had they ate from a lot of people who are near the water ate from salty foods from the water like you know kelp or fish or whatever but water that people drank just naturally out of out of springs had minerals in it.
1: Yeah. Up oh there man. it goes. Hot rod. Not a
0: keto train. That was the keto hot rod car. <laughs> wow.
1: Well yeah, absolutely. Our water that we drink now is completely different from the water that we used to consume just a 200 years ago.
0: Now, I love buying the mineral water, like, we'll we'll get some of the mineral waters that have the electrolytes in them, but we don't do that for every glass of water we're drinking, so it's different. Mm-hmm. We're drinking water out of our tap that's been filtered, and it's been bleached before it got to us, which is super scary.
1: Bleached and chlorinated.
0: Yeah, well, that's the same that's
1: chlorina- thing. Okay, that's great. the same thing. Okay, great. Okay. <laughs> Uh yes, oh, so you know it's the same thing. God, yeah. come on, golly. Eat. So you know, and all that chlorine it de- depletes your body.
0: Mm-hmm. It, like it attaches to your iodine in your body and pulls it right out. So you know, there's a lot of things about our water that yes, we need it, and it's great that we have these sanitary conditions that we can all live in. These you know closed close quarter conditions where we have clean water. Mm-hmm. But we've also like outsmarted ourselves and we've ruined our water as well.
1: We, we have. And we, and here's the thing. We can't go back. The, our water... Uh, what do you
0: always say? You can't put the genie back in the bottle? You
1: can't. You can't squish it back in there. He doesn't want to go back in that, that teeny tiny space. No. Uh, <laughs> so so we, it, it is what it is. So uh, you want your water to not make you sick. That's what it boils down to. And to do that in our society today, we have to go through all this you know, water treatment plants and filtration systems and all that stuff. So this is why you have to, as a modern human, uh, supplement your water.
0: Right. So the thing that happens is when we drink water and we don't have those minerals, it upsets the balance in your body. That's that's just the high overview of what it does, but that's the gist of it. Mm -hmm. It upsets the balance. So what it does is it just pushes the electrolytes out. You pee them out. And then you didn't replace them, so it's kind of like, you know, it's a negative. You drink the water, you pee out the electrolytes, you didn't put any back in, so now we're we're in a backwards motion of, of right. electrolyte balance.
1: Now and if you're someone that's working out, especially like like we do when we work out, make sure we're outside, we sweat a ton. So you're now you're just
0: gross. Yeah, I'm
1: just we're totally <laughs> gross. I mean nobody wants to touch me. Um, And and that's all electrolytes coming out of your system. That's that's what's coming out. When you're sweating, that's what's coming out of you is your electrolytes.
0: So when you sweat, obviously, just if you're not sure if we're telling you the truth, just lick your skin. (laughs) It's (laughs) really salty. Or have
1: someone else do it. Have your friend. Just say, hey, it's an experiment. Lick my skin. How does it taste? Is it salty? (laughs) So that's
0: so gross. (laughs) But you know, it's salty. If you ever get any sweat in your mouth, it's extremely salty. So... When you're sweating, you're sweating out that potassium, that sodium, some chloride, urea, lactic acid, all these little chemicals in your body that keep this balance. You know, you're also, if you're burning fat, those fatty acids are being expelled through the sweat, too. So all these cool things are happening when Mm -hmm. we sweat. We're losing a lot, though. So we've got to put that back in. And when you think about your body, you're 70% water, and that's very salty water. So you're basically an ocean. Yes. And when you taste that sweat, you know it's super salty. And if you're losing all that salt, it just kind of makes sense mm-hmm. that you would need to add it back in. <laughs> now,
1: now for, for all you people that are afraid of salt or have been been scared uh, into being afraid of salt by doctors or nutritionists or whoever on the interwebs, um, that's not justified. Okay, so if you do the research on, on why they think salt was bad for us... A long time ago, it's poor science. It was not done very well.
0: Okay, so it was one dude, right? <laughs> one <laughs> researcher who was like, Hey, I'm going to study some salt. And what he did, Louis Dahl, I think was his name, or Dahl, I can't remember. He fed rats or mice. I don't know which ones. But this rodents. is what he did. Rodents. Which are not humans. Just let's, let's make sure we understand that. But he fed them like a hundred times more salt than any human would ever consume in one sitting. Mm-hmm. And bad things happened to the rat. So he said, oh, salt is bad.
1: Yeah. So so if anybody knows anything about science and knows a scientific method, that's poor science. That's, that's
0: dumb science. That's <laughs>
1: horrible. Uh, and it's very, very similar to what they did for meat and cancer. Not to get off topic, but they did the almost the exact same thing. Fat. With, yeah, with well, with chemicals, they took uh, thA or THC. Well, I can't remember the chemical they took. Oh, yeah. They isolated. They isolated this chemical in meat and fed it like five hundred times more than a human could consume to rats. They got cancer and said meat causes cancer. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. That's- so,
1: so anyway, it's the same thing. It's that, that's poor science, and so you don't have to be afraid of salt because what we found out is that you really on if you are. If you're clean, if you're keto, ketovore, carnivore, uh, and you take in salt, it's really hard to overdo it.
0: So that's really important because if you're still eating processed foods that are laced with sodium, it's, first of all, like we've said, it's bad salt. It's, mm-hmm. the, it's the treated and basically the cooked salt. <laughs> They've stripped all the minerals out of it. And why that's bad is you're just left with the sodium and none of the other balancing minerals and electrolytes within the salt. Because salt itself contains all the minerals that you need. So when you you process it for table salt, you strip all that out, which is why a lot of people get way too much sodium. It causes a problem. It's just strictly an electrolyte imbalance. Mm -hmm. So if you're not eating those foods, you're not going to this is what salt does when you consume that salt and you have that this is going to also influence how much glycogen I'm sorry not salt but when you eat carbohydrates it influences the glycogen storage of your muscles which that is also where you hold water Mm -hmm. it pushes water into the muscles when you take the carbohydrates and the sugar out you don't hold that same amount of glycogen you release a lot of water That's why a lot of people lose a lot of water weight the first few weeks of keto. But you don't hold and retain water and feel puffy and uh, swollen or get edema like people do when they eat those carbohydrates that also have poor salt in them. Right. So it's really important to know that you lose all of that and that when you take in poor salt, it disrupts the balance. But now that you're keto or carnivore... And you need to keep up with that salt balance. It's just, you know, it's just a different a whole different way of holding salt in the body. You just don't hold it in your muscles with the water like right. that anymore.
1: You're you're making your body way more efficient. And, and and that's a key thing is 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 when you're when you're on this way of eating, your body is way more efficient at processing and using sodium.
0: Yes. I rambled. You I did. totally. Yeah, know. I just
1: summed it up for you.
0: I'm glad that you did because I realized that was like a long rambling. I don't even know <laughs> well, what.
1: it's very similar to. Uh, Maybe I need some salt. <laughs> well, it's, it's it's very similar to you know uh, when you're when people talk about glycogen stores, you will have plenty of glycogen storage on a keto or carnivore diet. Your body just does it in a different pathway, and that's the only difference. And you become more efficient the longer you're in these diets. And people always say you can't do keto long term or you can't do carnivore long term. Yes, you can because your body becomes way more efficient at exercising those pathways of of using non-essential amino amino acids or processing fat to make glucose to to store glycogen so and this is the same thing we're talking about and while we're hitting on sodium so hard today is because um you're going to be okay don't be afraid of salt you can absolutely do that's
0: what i was going to say i totally lost it a second ago but we were talking about how much salt we we want to talk about how much mm-hmm. salt you can actually process how much so your kidneys can actually handle about a, nearly a pound and a half of salt a day so when people are scared of salting their food it's like no you can actually you're if you're keto there's no danger in going too high go crazy there is no too high
1: knock yourself out <laughs> And so, how, so what do we do? What what do we do to get that salt? We don't just salt our food. Uh, we we do that, but also the first thing in the morning uh, we do is we take in salt. And I like the the coarse granulated. I don't like the fine salt. It 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 uh, bothers my palate. I guess you, if you could say, I don't know. He's so
0: sensitive. It makes me
1: feel weird. Um, so I just do the the large granules and put uh, I would say maybe half a teaspoon to a teaspoon. Probably yeah in the palm of my hand, and and I just uh, throw them in my mouth and chase them like pills. I just swallow Chase it it. with water. Just chase it with water, just right off the bat.
0: Yeah, so that's basically what I do. I take about a quarter teaspoon of, and I'm fine with the granulated salt. I'll do that, and then chase it with about 16 ounces of water in the morning just to get my water. If you push water first thing in the morning without doing the salt and your keto, you're going to just he like crazy.
1: Yeah. So so salt and water, first thing, that'll get your system going.
0: Because what happens is then you're going to hold water in the places where you need to be hydrated because you can absolutely drink way too much water and still be dehydrated. You can. And somebody in this room has done that.
1: <laughs> so it's funny. I've seen it as an, as an instructor uh, at the combat control school back in the day. Uh, we had students that would do this all the time. They would get out in the field in the summer and it'd be really hot. And the first uh, two days are, are really hard. We push them really hard. They don't sleep. Uh, they're moving a lot. And by the end of those two days, what happens when it's really hot is people don't feel like eating and they drink a lot of water. And by the end of those two days, they, we keep hammering on them to push the water. They drink the water and they flush all their electrolytes and we'll find them like curled up in a ball and just cramps.
0: Cramps. and and So when we're talking about signs that you need salt, cramping, heart palpitations, that's usually more of an electrolyte balance with like you need some potassium along with your sodium. And this is such a delicate balance Mm -hmm. with all of these electrolytes. So the salt, the potassium, the magnesium, which is a mineral, which also play into the cramping. But when you're sweating and, and doing all that and drinking so much water, you're just... Way off balance, you will end up in a curled up ball. <laughs> well, so <laughs> one big cramp. So,
1: so I, I, you know, I don't. I don't it was probably a year ago. I decided to really push the water first thing in the morning, and I was drinking, man, probably about forty ounces of water.
0: I did not know
1: first thing in the morning, maybe more, and I wasn't pushing enough salt, and I got a heart arrhythmia. My heart was skipping beats and beating weird and v- being very irregular. And that went on for a couple of weeks before uh, we finally figured out uh, what it was. And, you know, ba- I backed off on the water and just increased the salt and, man, just, you know, back to normal.
0: Because <laughs> the first thing that you're you're doing, you, you know, that you're thinking is, it's this carnivore diet.
1: Mm. And that ab- absolutely will happen. People will go keto or carnivore and they'll blame it on the diet not knowing that they've just upset their electrolyte balance.
0: right. And that, you know, that's, it's so important because so many weird things can happen to you and you'll think something terrible is wrong. And it really, it's, it is something a little scary. Mm-hmm. You've got to be, you know, you've got to have those electrolytes or bad things can happen, but you'll have a with arrhythmia like you did, or you'll all of a sudden, you'll be so tired in the afternoon. You just can't you can't function. Right. And you'll think this keto diet or this carnivore diet sucks. I have no energy. It's horrible. And we hear that a lot.
1: We do. And you know, in the in the past, I would say, you know, 6 months, we've known two people that went to the hospital and were put in the ICU for for heart arrhythmia. And again, they they, they keep them for a couple of days and they send them home and tell them nothing's wrong with them.
0: Right. And they, so we find out usually it was just they were drinking a lot of water and, and they that's were it. not Balancing their electrolytes.
1: You know, and it, and it's it's interesting that... And we don't ever find out after the fact. And we find out later. And then we tell them that, Oh, hey, it's it's just electrolytes. You just need to do this. And they do it and they get better. But they're in the hospital, in the ICU for two to three days. And the hospital cannot figure out what's wrong with them.
0: They that, just send them home and say, Nothing's wrong with your heart.
1: That's what's amazing. It, it's, it blows your mind that that's the way it is. That we're so scient- uh, scientifically advanced... That we can replace hearts and lungs and knees and hips, but we can't figure out an electrolyte imbalance.
0: And it's pretty easy. It's a pretty easy fix because you can you can drink an electrolyte replacement drink. Um, We really like the Go Ultimate. We do not get anything from them for saying that. It's just I've looked at a lot of Mm -hmm. different electrolyte replacement drinks. And I can't find any that don't have junk in them, right? Except for this one. It's it's it is flavored mm-hmm. and sweetened with stevia, and I mean it's tasty. It's good. It is
1: the only drawback to doing the electrolyte drinks, and I've looked at a lot of them. Is they all are very low in sodium,
0: right? They're they're. Because most people probably are getting too much salt.
1: Well, because most people are
0: processed foods. Yeah, they're
1: avoiding sodium. So I know. I think uh, Ultima has like 250 milligrams. Milligrams or
0: milligrams? milligrams?
1: I don't know. It's milligrams. Milligrams, Um, and that's not very much salt. I mean, that's that's not hardly any at all.
0: Okay, so let's talk about how much salt we need a day.
1: So if you're, and again, we're talking about an athlete. If you're, if you're not an athlete and you're not pushing yourself extremely hard you might you probably need less and now we talk about about five grams of sodium and how do you figure that out how much sodium is that well we figured it out it's about 12 grams of salt
0: right because if you're getting like okay let's say pink himalayan salt or the redmond's real salt um, which is mined here in the U.S. I really like it. Mm-hmm. I mean, we started using that, and I really like it. Also, we do not get anything from them nope. for saying that. Just I a good just product. I just really like it. Um, those, you know, if you were to weigh them out, like 12, maybe 14 grams, I don't know. You can look and see how much sodium. We figured all this out before with pink Himalayan salt. So with pink Himalayan salt, we weighed out 14 grams of the salt by weight, and that was five grams of sodium because it contains like 82 or more trace minerals mm-hmm. as well as sodium. That's now, why.
1: You, you don't realize how much salt that is until you weigh it out on a scale and you see it and you're like, wow, that's a lot of salt.
0: It is quite a bit and it scares most people at first. But, I mean, that's kind of the minimum that we go with. Mm-hmm. Um, because if on a day like this when I'm going to do two workouts and I've already sweated like a, I don't even know what this morning, yeah, then I've already had a lot of salt today. And then when I go to do another workout, I will also salt before. I'll, ta- I'll have like a quarter teaspoon of salt before and probably a quarter teaspoon or more after depending on how much I sweat. And it's just kind of like... You start figuring out what your body needs. Mm -hmm. And also, another thing for me is the lack of being able to fall asleep, that insomnia issue that I was having with going to sleep. I kind of look at it and say, you know, it was a cluster of things, I'm sure. It's never just one thing because I'm never just doing one thing. But salt had to be a big component of it because as soon as I started really focusing on getting my electrolytes balanced, I started sleeping better, mm-hmm. and that makes total sense.
1: It does, and and if you're you're an athlete, you know you have to sleep well to recover. Uh, you have to get that in, or you're just you're you're gonna eventually crash if you don't get quality sleep to repair and recover. Now, if if you're also if you're an athlete, say you're bike riding and you're doing a hundred mile bike ride, which is gonna take you know five six hours depending depending on your pace, uh, you need to be taking in that salt. I recommend every hour taking in at least about. Uh, probably half of a teaspoon in some water every hour along with the other electrolytes.
0: Right. So what I've started doing is on heavy workout days, which are pretty much all of them.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well now, I mean this time of year, if you're working out outside, it's hot, whether you do it eight o'clock in the morning or four in the afternoon, it's hot,
0: man, that the heat and the humidity just add a whole other element to the workout and make it, Super hard.
1: (laughs) This is why people go like to Colorado for the summer to to train for triathlons and marathons because it's so it's It's so nice. There's no humidity. Can we go there? It's nice and cool. Uh, Yeah, we can go.
0: I want to go there, (laughs) but then you have to fight that elevation. The altitude. altitude. It takes about two to
1: three weeks to uh, adjust to altitude, for sure.
0: We tried running when we went there last time, and I was like, "This is so bad. It is so hard. This is awful." But we had not, we'd only been there for a few days, mm-hmm. and the weather's great. But yeah, that heat and humidity just add a whole other element to being outside and working out like that. So I've been using the salt plus an electrolyte drink every day. Mm-hmm. With I I'm, I'm doing twice a day with the with the electrolyte replacement plus all the salt. And when we say 14 grams, if you want to get a good picture of what that is, that's a heaping tablespoon, basically.
1: It's it's a lot.
0: It's quite a bit. It's more than most people would be comfortable with at first.
1: Yeah. So you know, h- how do you start getting adjusted to this? Well, you can gradually increase your salt intake. You're going to have to measure. You're going to have to track uh, to see what makes you feel the best. Um,
0: yeah. That's all
1: only way you can do it.
0: For for people who are new, or even if you're, because this happened to me. Even if you've been doing this for four years, like us, you have that period of. A time in the afternoon where you just are like, I need a nap, man. I need a nap. And if you didn't get adequate sleep the night before, obviously, you're just maybe going on lack of sleep. But if you got enough sleep, then it could be just your electrolyte balance. Mm -hmm. And if you take a good pinch of salt with some water, it's like seriously, you wake up. And the reason why is because that potassium and sodium are what give the cell its ability to communicate with each other. And that's why when you don't have that balance, your cells are like, I'm taking a break. Right. I'm so tired. They're
1: not, they, <laughs> don't, they don't perform optimally. No, unless. I don't
0: have the right communication right. apparatuses. <laughs> and
1: so what, what I used to do back when I did triathlons was take in every hour, take in a goo or a any type of drink that I had on me that I would take with me. Uh, and that was your energy burst. Now you're switching. So if you can think about this, you're switching going from that sugar-based uh, you know, supplement going to just using what your body wants, which is salt and water. It's like magic.
0: It is like magic. And it's, it's, it's just common sense because we crave salt. But what's sad, how many people will say, I love salty food? You know, or Mm -hmm. they want to put salt on it, but their doctor told them, "No, you have to watch your sodium." And so they're like, "I have to use Mrs. Dash, (laughs) or or some sodium (laughs) substitute," and they're just like miserable because their food tastes terrible. Mm -hmm. And there's a reason why the salt tastes so good to us. Our body needs it; Mm -hmm. it's it's so crucial.
1: Well, what's going to happen when you when you switch from being you know hitting this sugar? the sugar crack pipe every hour when you do a long endurance uh, event and switch to salt and water is your recovery is going to be 10 times greater because what's going to happen is you're going to finish that finish that long event and you're going to feel good you're not going to crash because that's what happened to the sugar athlete is once they're done pushing themselves as hard as they can and they're done with it and they stop they can't walk around like they fall over and they just lay <laughs> on the ground and they're riding like the tipping goats it, it's like, yeah, it's like tipping over goats because they sound like goats. So they're like, help me, kind of like that.
0: Well, you know, if you think about it, like sugar is in no way healing to the body. No. It has no function other than just like, hey, quick burst of energy mm-hmm. and then put fat on you. That's its that's its primary, you know, function.
1: Well, you're, you're getting that boost. It's going to give you that little bit of boost. So you're going to feel a little better for that short amount of time but again it's not giving your body what it needs it's giving you this this uh, this fake you know kind of boost that you did you a don't jolt. need
0: like a jolt cola
1: like a jolt cola <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> so we saw so we were watching stranger things and they were drinking a jolt cola i was like oh i remember jolt cola
0: i know that was our time frame 85 yeah
1: well, it's way worse so, now with monsters and Red oh, Bulls yeah, and they're way worse. bangs and whatever.
0: But, okay, so back to the sugar. The sugar has no healing properties to it, but mm-hmm. salt is necessary. It's just common sense. Salt is needed and necessary and crucial mm-hmm. for cell communication, salt and potassium. So if you have to have that to survive and you don't need sugar and carbs to survive, <laughs> then, you know... Oh, it just kind of makes sense.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know.
0: I just like to. I just like to talk about it from a common sense perspective.
1: So, uh, so that's a lot about sodium and uh, electrolytes and salt, uh, and and it's extremely important. Uh, we can't. We just can't um, emphasize it enough. Uh, the other thing we want to talk about today was the thirty day. Carnivore challenge for I don't people? know
0: why I came up with this cockamamie idea.
1: <laughs> well, people love, and this is what I get, people love challenges, and they love something that's set in a time frame that they can attack, and they know when do it starts, we? and they know when it's over. Yes, we're humans. We're built do like Do we? That.
0: Because I set it up for myself, and then I asked you if you wanted to do it, and then last night I was like, Crap.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, so what does that mean if you do? You know, you, you know, we do. We talk about it. We do mostly carnivore, but what things that we do that really aren't considered carnivore is we put heavy cream in our coffee for one. Um, we have a dessert which is a heavy cream and
0: it's so good
1: cacao dessert.
0: Yeah, it's whipped cream mixed with I whip it up with raw cacao and some stevia. And then we put it on top of some frozen blueberries, and I put a little peanut butter and a piece of dark chocolate on it, and it's really good. Yeah, so... It's really good, but it's not carnivore. It's not, and... I haven't it, eaten the crap out of that.
1: We usually we do it, well, usually it's a weekend thing, and then every, every so often it turns into just an every night thing.
0: It's turned into a summer thing.
1: But here's what it, <laughs> here's what it, it, it doesn't do. It doesn't make me feel bad, and it doesn't make me... Ooh. It's the Keto Train. It's loud today. It is. Um, I'll just wait. I'll, hu- just, I'll, just, I'll just let it go.
0: The humidity must be making it louder.
1: <laughs> what What the dessert doesn't do is it It doesn't make me gain weight. Come on.
0: Good Lord. I, I know.
1: Let's get it out of you. Um, it doesn't make me gain weight, and it doesn't make me feel bad. So that's kind of the, the you know, where I, it doesn't bother me negatively, so I just kind of don't worry about it. But, so we're going to cut it out. We're going to cut out the dessert. We're going to cut out the cream and the coffee.
0: We're drinking black coffee right now. We're drinking
1: black coffee. Which
0: doesn't bother me, but I'm really surprised that you're doing it.
1: Hey, I've spent plenty of time drinking black coffee.
0: I know, but you didn't. You, you had to. This is like a choice. It's some totally of the, different. Some of the
1: best coffee I ever had was in a bunker outside of Sarajevo with these Serbian people who gave me coffee in a little bowl. <laughs> and it was black, and I was thinking... I can't drink this, but I but I drank it, and then like a week later, I had Turkish coffee down in a restaurant in Sarajevo, like for the first time in my life.
0: I feel like I haven't really lived.
1: And anyway, so so I've had the black coffee. I'm just you know, I'm a squishy, lazy human. I put stuff in my coffee.
0: So so I came up with this idea because I'm doing a a strength plan. I wrote myself. I plan. Mm-hmm. You don't plan anything. Mm. So. <laughs> I wrote myself out a a six-week long strength plan because I want to get stronger. And now I'm like, well, if I'm doing that, maybe I need to also cut out this whipped cream thing. Because here's the thing. It's really good, but it's not really adding anything positive Mm, to my life. So I started getting a little bit of joint inflammation in my fingers, and I just wondered if it was the overconsumption of heavy cream, which it could be. If we were able to still get raw unpasteurized heavy cream, I'd probably be cool with it. But since this is pasteurized and it kind of takes all the goodness out of it, I really don't feel like it's adding anything of value except for some fat to my diet. And I can get that fat from other sources, right? Um, more beneficial sources with more vitamins and nutrients. And so I came up with this idea of a 30-day no-dairy carnivore challenge when I say no dairy, I really just mean all that crappy whipped cream I was using.
1: Because <laughs> <laughs> other than that, we don't have any dairy.
0: Well, there's a little bit of dairy in the butter, but it's really not a lot. And I don't put crap tons of butter on my food because the steaks are usually really fatty. The hamburger meat's usually really fatty. And so I don't really need a lot of extra. Mm-hmm. But the whipped cream was just like overkill on the fat probably. So I'm doing a challenge for myself, and I thought I'd drag some of you people along with me just for the fun of it. Because
1: misery loves company. That's the (laughs) way it works.
0: It absolutely does. And we didn't have it last night, um, even though somebody was like, oh, it's Sunday. (laughs) 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 So (laughs) he's no help.
1: Well, you know, here's the deal. It's not, you know, I'm not training for triathlons anymore. I don't, uh, you know, I don't. I don't go do 5Ks all the time. I'm not doing big events. So so when you're just uh, trying to stay in shape, which I feel like, I mean, I feel like I am, especially the last couple months, it feels like my testosterone levels have increased and my and my, belly fat has just gotten it thinned out, if that's the only way I can describe it. But I thought maybe doing this, you know, go ahead and, and cutting out dairy completely might help, you know, be almost like a cutting diet. Like you kind of right. try to cut that last that last blare of fat that you have on your abs.
0: Right. So I've never done a cutting diet. I've done a crappy low-calorie, low-fat, 1990s-style um, starve-yourself diet. But,
1: well, which is what a cutting diet has been forever, is a starve-yourself diet.
0: Right. And so I, I thought this way as well, that if we just cut out that one thing, which is, you know, the idea is that if you eat a whole lot of extra fat, that your fat cells are not going to shrink. They're going to stay kind of like full. And if you cut out some of the fat and increase your protein, the idea is that your fat cells can kind of shrink down.
1: Well, we'll see.
0: We'll see what happens. There's so many different ways of doing this stuff. Yes. And so many different people have different techniques and different successes.
1: And, and, and this is why we say be very careful of listening to people on Instagram that, that look super cut and they look like they're really in shape because getting really cut like that, your body does not want to be like that. That totally goes against what your body wants no, to be. No, my
0: body wanted whipped cream last <laughs> night.
1: <laughs> well, your body wants this comfortable layer of fat over itself. That's, that's normal, okay? So anytime you see someone that has this, these cut abs, they've done something to get there, and that's either they're taking stimulants or... So they can work out really hard and expend that energy, or they've starved themselves and they take uh, you know uh, anything that that curbs hunger to get that way.
0: Do you think everybody though? Because no, some I don't people think... just naturally have that. There are people who have abs, and it's just like they don't work hard. Right.
1: I don't think everyone does. Or they work hard,
0: but it just comes easy to them.
1: Correct. There are people out there that uh, we don't are like those people. Ectomorphs. I think that's their body style.
0: They're bizarre they're
1: bizarre and they do have a lot of muscle they (laughs) have more muscle than other people and that those people are out there but not everyone is like that I know I'm not I'm not like that I, I I have done all this athletic stuff forever and I've really never had like defined abs and that's you know when I could run 12 miles easy at a clip and then go work out and just do whatever I wanted I never had it and that was all diet related for me Personally, that was all, I was a high-carber. I was never going to have abs no matter what I did, and I didn't understand diet enough to figure that out.
0: Well, I think it's a good 30 30 days. I said two weeks originally, and then you looked at me and said, I think you need to do 30 days. (laughs) I don't really know how to take that. Was that like, no, you need 30 days of no dairy? Or was it, no, you know it takes 30 days.
1: 30 days for any diet thing that you're going to do to test, You've you got to do it for at least 30 days. And I know that. Any workout program you're going to do, you need to do it for at least six to eight weeks. So th- that's just my personal trainer opinion.
0: Yeah. So I am deciding to do the 30 days. Today was the first day. Last night actually was the first night. And um, we're going to just see what happens. Okay.
1: All right. Well, I think that wraps it up. Uh, we appreciate you guys listening. Go out there, eat fat, and prosper. for listening to the tactical kitchen hit subscribe and leave us a review
0: don't forget to send your questions to btkquestions at gmail.com and visit our website thetacticalkitchen.com